It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it's a pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be a really amazing show. I'll be introducing my guests shortly, and I promise it will be a fun and informative hour. It will be terrific. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I will do this every single week. One of the things I love about doing this show is I get to meet and talk to so many some people who are doing amazing things in their lives, and I have common friends with many of them. It reminds me of the principle that you are the average of the five people you hang around with the most. It's a quote by Jim Rohn, who was very well known in the personal and business development space while he was alive. I've mentioned this quote on the show a few times, but bear repeating. If you are not where you want to be in terms of your personal life, your business, your health, or anything else, look at the five people you spend the most time with. Chances are they are in the same boat that you are. If you want to step up your game, you need to play the game with people who are doing better than you are in those areas of life. If you are the smartest person in the room, you probably need to be in a different room. So if you do want to see substantial improvement in any area of your life, seek out people who are already succeeding in those areas. That will be time well worth uh, investing in. So with all of this in mind, I do want to introduce my guest. And before I forget, let me give you the call-in number in case you'd like to call in and participate in today's discussion. That number is 866-404-6519. Once again, that's 866 404-6519. My very special guest this week is Jarek Robbins. Let me tell you about him. Jarek is a decorated performance coach and lifestyle entrepreneur who has implied, uh, applied his innovative methods to living a life of adventure, philanthropy, and entrepreneurship, whether it's cage diving with great white sharks, hanging with silverbacks in Rwanda, white water rafting down the Nile, working as a volunteer in underdeveloped regions, or building a powerful enterprise that's built for results. Jarek does more than talk about it. He stretches the boundaries of traditional thinking and makes it happen. When he was only 23 years old, Jarek was awarded the Congressional Award Gold Medal from the United States Congress, and today, at 30 years old, he is unlocking secrets for maximizing employee performance and organizational success, and he's just getting started. His new book is called Live It, Achieve Success by Living on Purpose, which is available on Amazon in paperback and on Kindle. We will discuss all of this and so much more on today's show. And with all this in mind, this is my very special guest, Jarek Robbins. Jarek, how are you today? Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm very glad that you're here. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. So here's the first question that I always ask everybody on the show. Tell us about your background, your backstory. What led you from where you started, what you overcame to where you are now? Sure. I'm not sure how far back you want me to go. Um, I've had my own private coaching practice now for the last six years. Prior to that, I worked in coaching, sales, the nonprofit all different types of jobs prior to that. My, my very first job, if you want to rewind all the way back, was uh, I was too young to work the register, but I was tall enough and big enough that Blockbuster Video hired me as security. So I, oh. I've, <laughs> I was tall enough to see over the shelves and, and 
theft went down 40% from the day I started working. I'm glad to, proud to say. <laughs> That's right. Um, so, so long story, lots of experiences. I, I basically grew up in the world of personal development. I've had plenty of experiences, like you said, from shark diving to traveling around the world. Um, in, in college, I had the opportunity to do a 110-day voyage with Semester at Sea, which we circumnavigated the globe on a ship. It was pretty cool. Uh, stopped in 10 different countries. We spent five to seven days in each country really understanding and seeing the world. I was studying psychology on board. So it was the ability to not only you know study cross-cultural psychology, but then to step into another culture and see how it actually plays true in those people's day-to-day lives. It was, it was very unique, very amazing. Um, wow. With all that experience, you know, I, I was a massive study by myself as far as personal development and read hundreds of books, attended thousands of hours of seminars. Um, avid volunteer, love giving back, love making a difference. It's a pure passion in life. And honestly, at one point, I thought about just staying in the nonprofit world. But I, as big of a heart as I had, I also wanted to have like a really cool life and, and be able to make money and, and do cool things with it. And so I was always caught between, you know, just spending time helping out and giving back or finding a way to generate and produce a solid amount of income to give myself the freedom to travel and, and have fun and do all the cool things I wanted to do. So that's where I looked for what's a career, what's a job, what's a path I could take that would allow me to continue to help people and make a positive difference in their lives while running a business, but also then take that money and find unique ways to give back and make a difference with it. And we've been able to successfully do that now. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. So you spent some time volunteering, uh, helping build schools and, and, and homes, I take it. Tell us about that. Yeah, we've, we have a retreat we do once a year now where we take people, and the first one we did was 25 days, 10 countries. Uh, we did it on board that ship that I went around the world in, in in college, and we went through Central and South America. We stopped and built a home for a family and a school for a community in Guatemala, Uh, We partnered with the mayor of Manta, Ecuador, and delivered Christmas to about 200 of the poorest families locally, and we brought Santa Claus and elves and presents and food and all kinds of stuff for their families to take home with them. Um, But along that journey, we also focused on, you know, adventure, so uh, zip lining, volcano boarding. We hiked up an hour and 45-minute hike up an active volcano, a 45-second sled back down to the cars, (laughs) Um, and we do crazy fun stuff as, as well. And beyond that, I lived in a village in Uganda for about three months, many years ago, about 10 years ago now. And I was teaching organic farming and and English in the village. And it's the type of life where there's no running water, no electricity, no toilets. It's just rural, you know, farm living out in in Africa. But it, it gave me a really deep sense of understanding how to find joy when you don't have a whole lot. And while living there, you know, they taught me how to find that peace and happiness and joy no matter how much you have or don't have in life. And, you know, I did my best to share everything I knew to help them find more abundance and and, and retail their land and and learn a new skill set as far as English was concerned. Yeah. And there are some really great um, nonprofit organizations that do work just like that. They help families learn how to farm, learn how to sustain uh, themselves and even to make an income. You know, if you've got a bunch of, you know, extra chickens that you have, you can sell some of them. Or if you've got some extra pigs, you can, you know, sell some of the extra ones and keep the rest for food. And what a great idea. I mean, that's just wonderful. I, I love hearing that. Yeah, I think, and that, uh, I think, that, was, that was always the dream for me. You know, if I could get paid to help people and then take the money and find a way to give back with it, there's nothing better on yeah. earth than that. Absolutely. I think I read or heard you talk about 
during one of your uh, stays in one of these underdeveloped countries, you got really, really sick. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, it's happened multiple times, but the one that got really serious, uh, when I was living in that village about 10 years ago in Uganda, um, at, at one point I, I contracted malaria. Uh, they couldn't tell if it was malaria or dengue fever, or jungle fever, or whatever. And, and they passed me around with three or four different doctors, and they were all kind of estimating and guessing. And so I was being stubborn, and I wouldn't take the medicine because if they don't know what it is and they're just giving me a medicine on a, on a best estimate, I don't know if that's the right medicine. <laughs> and I'm right. not a big proponent of medicine. I grew up in Southern California. Both of my parents are very um, to the tune of, of health, and your body will heal itself and eat healthy and alkalize and keep your body cleansed, uh, and, and your body will do the right thing, which – 90% of my life it has. I've never had to deal with medicine or vaccinations or any of that stuff, which I know is a hot topic right now. And and I, I feel that it's it's done me very well as a human being and, and it's kept me alive and, and healthy and, and vibrant and other people get sick. I never get sick and, and I've always stuck with it. And in this moment, I stuck with that same thought process and landed up in a very sticky situation because uh, they had recommended me taking a certain pill to get rid of the malaria and I, I just didn't feel it was the right thing to do, so I didn't, and I let it get worse and worse and worse. And at one point, I had to drive four hours in the, into the main city to go see another doctor. And they pulled my blood, they showed me what was going on. And at that point, you know, he came back and said, let, let, "Let me show you your blood." He pulled it up on the screen and he showed me all these little things that were inside of each cell. And he's like, "Do you know what those are?" And I was like, "Nope." And he said, "Those are eggs. You know, every eight to ten hours, they're going to hatch and double the amount of malaria in your blood. It'll immediately dehydrate you." And he says that oh. at the amount of malaria you have per blood cell, he said, I estimate around 55,000 you know, pieces per blood cell. You got about five days. Oh, my. And I remember staring at him, and I was a little slow at that moment in my life. I was like, five days till what? <laughs> and yeah. he looked at me. He's like, five days till your, your body won't be able to sustain itself. And I was like, what does that mean? He's like, you die. And I remember wow. there was something inside of me, and this was a unique moment. There was something inside of me where in that moment it was first, you know, just shock. Where it was like, whoa, that's crazy. And yeah. there was this part of me that said, that's not true. And then I remember there was like a second voice that popped up. It was like, what if it is true? And I was like, oh, shoot. And for a second there, I trusted that gut instinct where I knew there was something I had to live for. I didn't know what yeah. it was, but I knew I had to live. And so I remember in probably a pure egotistical way looking at the doctor and saying, I'll take the medicine, but I'll see you on day six, doc. I don't know if I'm going to take it yet. And this doctor kind of just shook his head and laughed at me. And I walked out of the room, and I'd never been more nervous in my entire life. Just because being told you have five days left to live causes everything in your life to kind of reset. And, and the priorities change, what's most important changes – and most people get this experience – or not most people, but many people get this experience throughout their life at some point. They almost get in an accident or get in an accident or get injured or lose a limb or something happens or a loved one or close one to them dies. And it, it causes a reset. And I wish it didn't take that to help yeah. someone kind of hit the reset button, but many times it does. And for me, when that reset button clicked, I looked around at my life and I realized there was a lot of things I still wanted to do that I hadn't even tried yet. And I had done some really cool stuff as of that point. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. circumnavigated the globe, lived in the village. Like, I had, I had some cool points on my chart. But there were some, some real things, some, some meaningful things. Like, 
you know, finding a wife and getting married and having kids and having a family and I don't know, buying a house, <laughs> you know, things right. that most people take for granted that I was like, wow, I would have never had those opportunities in my life. And that'd be a huge bummer. And so yeah, I sat down absolutely. and I remember writing out something that I call now a live it list. Cause I looked at the bucket list I had and I was kind of pissed cause so much of it wasn't even touched. <laughs> and I was like, a yeah. bucket list is worthless. I have this huge bucket thing, but none of it ever gets done. And I remember you know, crossing out bucket and writing live it list. I'm going to put a deadline on all these different things and I'm going to start doing them now. And awesome. We are at our break. We're at our break. We'll come right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. I'm with Jarek Robbins this week. Please stay with us and we will be right back. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Did you know you can quickly grow your business online and offline for free? SmartGuy.com is one of the fastest growing business networks in the world. Managing over 600 city business networks from Los Angeles, California to the country of Bahrain. In just a minute or two, you can add your business and be quickly listed in their global business directory, local business networks, and get a free web page that can actually rank on top of major search engines in as little as one to two weeks. No kidding. Simply go to www.smartguy.com. Fill out your company information and you're set. So add your business for free and find out why everyone loves the smart guy. Smartguy.com. Solave, we think a person's voice is the most powerful form of marketing, so that's what we want to invest in. While other companies spend billions on traditional marketing, we reward you for sharing Solave with your connections. We began with a simple idea. A single relationship has the power to make life better for many people. We took this idea and turned it into a company that can make commerce less expensive and even profitable for everyone. We started with mobile phone service because it's something all of us already use, and it's the technology connecting us every day. We put you in charge of what you pay for mobile service. And simply making the switch to Solave is the first step to spending less. $49 a month for unlimited voice, text, and data. But it gets even better. You can earn money just for sharing Solave with others. As your network of connections grows, both through your actions and the actions of each person who joins because of you, you can quickly be paying nothing for your mobile service and even make a profit every month. Visit us online at www.social-commerce-now.com to learn more and join the Solave revolution. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Jarek Robbins. If you want to call in and participate in today's discussion, ask a question, that number is 866-404-6519. Don't be shy. Call in. We'd love to have some callers if you'd like. 866 404 
1-800-242-5519. And where you can find me, I'm on Twitter, at Mr. Brian K. Wright. I also have a Facebook page, Success Profiles Radio. You can also find me on LinkedIn. I also have a book called Success Profiles, Mental Toughness and Sales, which you can find on Amazon in the Kindle store. And you can always download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio for free anytime you want. I would love to have new subscribers. I would love to have reviews. Uh, we'll keep the show right on the What's Hot list. It's been there consistently for the last three years, and I'm so excited about that. So please join me in, in doing that. So we're back with Jarek Robbins. And, Jarek, your book is called Live It, Achieve Success by Living on Purpose. Why did you write this book, and what is it about? Um, I wanted to write this book about 10 years ago, and I started it, got about 97 pages in, and realized I didn't have enough life experience to finish it. And it, it wasn't that I hadn't gone out and done cool things, because I certainly had, and I had plenty of education and background. But there were certain things I learned along the way that I knew were super important that I wasn't fully applying in my life every single day. I would do it every now and then. I would help other people do it. But when I looked at my life and I was gut-level honest, there are things I had learned along the way that I just wasn't being consistent with. And so I sat back and I said, you know what? I'm going to literally go physiologically apply these things to the fullest extent possible and see what happens. And what I did was, you know, I sat down and the very first thing I did was I, I came up with a vision of my personal absolute ideal day. You know, how would I live? Who would I be? Where would I go? What would I do? What would be possible? And I remember at the time when I came across this exercise, I had just quit working for um, you know, a really cool corporate job I had doing sales around the country where every three months we'd move to a different city and they paid for a corporate apartment and car and cell phone and all this cool stuff. And I had moved back to San Diego. I was living in the front den of a house. Uh, I had three roommates at the time. And when I was there, I remember writing out this perfect day of traveling the world and living by the, by the ocean and having all these opportunities to help serve people and make a difference and speaking the big crowds and writing a book and all this cool stuff. And I remember looking around at my life and being like, wow, I am nowhere close to that. <laughs> I'm working three jobs, one of which is stuffing boxes in a warehouse. Um, you know, the other one is sales on the phone. The other one was coaching, which was awesome and I loved to do. And I was certainly helping people in their life and health. Uh, but, it, but it wasn't anywhere close to what I was dreaming of. And I remember writing that down and then literally over the next 18 months going full tilt and taking all the tools that are you know chapters 2 through 11 in the book and applying them on my life, figuring out how to overcome the three opponents that naturally show up and slow you down, you know, the outside people that don't know you but tell you that your dream's ridiculous, the inside people who do know you and know how to kind of push your buttons where it really hurts. They say stuff like, oh, remember last time you tried that, huh? How'd that turn out? It's like, oh, man, why'd you have to do that? And, you know, the internal opponent, that day when you look at yourself in the eye in the mirror and you're like, you know, am I doing the right thing? I don't know. <laughs> you question yourself and how to overcome those. Um, you know, mental toughness, how to prepare yourself each day to get the most out of yourself. Uh, the, the difference between visualization and mental rehearsal, you know, how to prepare for the obstacles that naturally show up and positively and powerfully overcome them along the way. So all these different things, how to fall in love with hard work, all these different tool sets I applied. And 18 months later, I'll never forget. I was sitting under the Eiffel Tower. I had just given a presentation to about 300 people over in London, took the train to Paris, was eating lunch under the Eiffel Tower, opened up my journal, and I saw the exact page that I had written down this vision of traveling the world, speaking to people, helping people, making a difference. And I remember just having this gigantic smile on my face and being like, whoa, I forgot about that, but it's real now. 
That's crazy. Yeah. And so the whole book is set on the premise of, hey, I did this for myself at that stage, which is about six years ago now. And then I took it and I said, you know, just me doing it is cool, but what if I'm, you know, a freak of nature? What if, uh, what if I'm different? What if, <laughs> what if it doesn't work for everybody? So I took this uh-huh. philosophy over the last six years and applied it to all of our clients. And I, I've watched thousands of people now do everything between build a business to transform their relationship, to find the relationship of their dreams, to lose weight, to, you know, leave a job they hate, to start a company they love. And I watched all these, you know, visions become reality. And I was like, now is the time to write it. So how the book is put together is the final chapter is your 5, 10, and 20-year vision for your life. And that's a big chunk for most people to try to bite off. It's like, what are you going to do for the next 20 years? Most people are like, geez, I don't know what I'm doing for lunch tomorrow, dude. (laughs) So instead of starting with that, we end with that. And we start with just your ideal day. So how to paint the picture of your absolute ideal day. Then – you know, after you finish designing your ideal day, chapters two through 11 are how to turn that day into reality. And once you have the confidence to absolutely make that day real, then we have you now paint your five, 10 and 20 year vision with chapter 12 so that you can take the confidence, the certainty, all the skill sets it takes to turn one day into reality and replicate it to turn your five, 10 and 20 year vision of, for life into reality. That's awesome. I, I love that. And you, you talked about the three opponents that everyone faces, the external, the intimate, and the internal. Is there a way that we can effectively manage that? I mean, we all have those those uh, well-meaning people who will try and set us straight, quote-unquote. And, uh, you know, those are usually the people that want us to play it safe. Is there a way to really effectively manage that, or do you just really have to make up your mind to just blaze your own path and forget what everyone says? Where's the balance? One of the most important things in the beginning is just realizing they're going to show up and being prepared because for most people, what really knocks them out of the game isn't the fact that they're there. It's the fact that they didn't see them coming. So, you know, you're excited, you're passionate, you're all pumped up and then you go tell mom or dad, in my case, grandma or grandpa about it. And I remember my grandpa sitting down when I decided to open my own company and he, he said, you know, do you think it's a good idea? I mean, you have a really good job with where you're at. You have benefits. You know, it's, it's, it's a good job. It's safe. It's secure. And I remember looking at him like, oh, my God, why is he trying to talk me out of this? Like, I, I decided I wanted my own company. He should be going like, yeah, that's awesome. Go for it. I always wanted one of my own. But instead, he's trying to talk me down. And I wasn't prepared for it. And, and because I wasn't prepared for it, it almost knocked me off balance. Where if I would have thought about these three opponents before they showed up in my life and I would have known he was coming, I would have kind of been you know, prepared where I'm, I'm, I'm rock solid, I'm centered, I'm ready. Now if he came and you know, tried to nudge me off balance, eh, I've been waiting for it. I'm fine. I'm, I'm here. I'm ready. Yeah. And so it's that yeah. philosophy of just being prepared is enough to keep your center when they show up. Now – you also got to do some other things uh, like prepare your mind, have a vision, like you said, blaze your own trail, be willing to forge through no matter what and have something worth fighting for, that big why to keep going even when they do show up. But just knowing yeah. they're coming is enough many times to keep people centered when it happens. Yeah, that's awesome. So you talked about uh, setting up your ideal day. Is there a specific process that you walk people through when you coach them on this or how, how do you – It's, how do you it's do this? super simple. 
I mean, it, it's exactly what it sounds like. We have a really cool visualization process we give away, which is an audio program and PDF on our website. We give this all our clients for free. Uh, it's up on our website for free. And what it is really simple is we just walk you through the process with music behind it and a simple visualization of, you know, what's the first thing you do when your eyes open? Who would be there? Where would you go? And we have you just moment by moment go through your perfect day and write down everything that happens. And what, as soon as you do this, we have you comb back through then and then focus it on the most important parts of that day that make it your ideal day. And for some people, their ideal day is like this crazy, wild adventure doing something so far from what they're doing now, it's crazy. For other people, it's the exact day they live day to day with a few minor adjustments. So yeah. for some people, it's way out there. For some people, it's already here. And it's just appreciating it. And once we yeah. have you help you know, define the vision, then we help you start to put an action plan in place by breaking it down into the most important elements, which we call the majors of life. You know, the most important things that if you don't focus on these things, eventually everything will fall apart. So we have you focus on the most important elements and break it down into an actual action plan. You know, it's not just a nice vision you put on the wall and dream about. It's like, hey, there's the vision. Here's the areas to focus on. Now here's exactly what you can do each day to turn this into reality. Yeah, that's really wonderful. I, I love that. That that's really really fantastic. So we've only got maybe a couple minutes to the break. Um, are there specific daily or weekly tasks or rituals that you do to keep yourself focused on your vision? Absolutely. Um, my my biggest thing that we share with people all the time is you have to have a morning ritual and you have to have an evening ritual nowadays. And the morning ritual is you got to think about it. When you wake up in the morning, how do you prepare yourself for the day? You know, how do you mentally and emotionally fill up and fuel up? And the analogy we always use is like a soda can. You know, if you took a, a soda can, you open it up, you pour it halfway out and give it to a small child, they can dent it and probably even crush it with their bare hands. Now, if you took the same soda can, you fill it all the way to the brim, you pressure seal it, hand it back to that child, he can't even dent it because there's pressure pushing out. So my thought is, what would you have to fill your mind, body, emotions, and spirit with in the morning so that it not only fills you up and fuels you up emotionally from you know the tip of your toe to the top of your head, but it pressurizes you with positive, passionate energy so that when life's pressure pushes on you throughout the day, you're like pressure sealed, pushing back, and it doesn't even have a chance at denting you. Now, for most people, they wake up, you know, they're in a rush, they're late for work, they hurry out of the house. One bad thing happens anytime during the day, and it emotionally just crushes them. So this piece we do with people is put together a very simple formula, and it starts out with, if you like meditation, it starts out with like, hey, 20 minutes of meditation or, or mental strengthening there and centering. Uh, the next piece is, is really just filling your mind and body with gratitude. The next piece is once you feel gratitude, you start to mentally rehearse your day, step by step what's going to happen. The good stuff, the challenging stuff, see yourself successfully making it through those challenges. It's not just visualizing the perfect day, but it's mentally rehearsing what's really going to happen and see yourself overcoming anything that shows up that's hard or difficult. From there, we have you then visualize and, and you know say aloud your 20-year vision, 10-year vision, 5-year vision, 1-year vision, 6-month goals, uh, your quarterly goals, your, your monthly goals, your weekly goals, your daily goals. And then we, we have you use some incantations or affirmations to really get your body and mind activated and pressurized, like we said. That's great. And we are up against our next break. We will come right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us.
is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Energy Saving Solutions' innovative double green plan enables you to switch to energy-efficient LEDs and other modern lighting with no upfront cost. Modern LEDs are far more efficient than other types of lighting, but for many businesses, schools, and nonprofit organizations, the reason for sticking with the old inefficient lighting is the cost of replacing them. While an old-fashioned incandescent bulb may cost a dollar, LED costs $30 or more, and that's why Energy Saving Solutions has designed our double green plan. Double green allows you to convert to LEDs with no out-of-pocket cost. We'll pay for your new lights, and you'll pay us back with a percentage of your savings. From the very first day that your new LEDs are lighting your life, you'll realize a positive cash flow, and you'll be doing something positive for our environment. For a free cost and energy savings analysis, call Joshua May at 888-620-8133, extension 7082, or visit us online at www.energysavingindustry.com. Sanchez, the host of the Mobby to Mogul radio show, empowering women to build a successful business, invites you to join her on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. At the ripe age of five, she was already interpreting information in documents and instructions on forms for her immigrant parents. Now, through her experience and those of her guests, she provides you with valuable steps to empower you to reach financial independence. Martha A. Sanchez is a registered nurse with a Bachelor in Nursing and Master's of Business in Administration. She's a business coach, speaker, author, and CEO of Moss International, LLC. Her diverse work experience brings you expertise in areas essential to customer service, social media, and budgeting. The Mommy to Mogul radio show furthers her personal mission of empowering women to help them build successful businesses so they can reach financial independence. Join Martha Sanchez, the host of the Mommy to Mogul radio show, Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest is Jarek Robbins. And if you want to call in and talk to us, that number is 866-404-6519. Once again, that's 866-404-6519. And before the break, I asked Jarek what daily rituals he used to keep him focused. And he talked about his morning rituals. You wanted to also address that you have evening rituals, too, which a lot of people don't have. So tell us about those. Um, the reason the evening ritual is so important nowadays is because we have such fast-paced, stressful lives, meaning we're going to the office, we're going to work, we're doing different things, we're managing the kids, we're managing the home. We have so many things going on that if we don't set a time to turn it off and wind down, it lands up going all the way to the point where we're about to just pass out or go to sleep. And at that point, you hear all these people talking about racing thoughts, insomnia. They can't get themselves to relax. And what happens is if you have an evening ritual, and that can be you know, yoga, meditating, going for a walk, going to the gym, taking a bath, just relaxing. And you have a time that you started every night. The goal is to then wind – just like you wound yourself up into the day, this ritual is meant to wind yourself down out of the day. And it seems so simple – 
But when people start to apply it, it's amazing the results they see in their sleep, how they feel, their clarity of mind. It's amazing. Wow. That's really great. Well, thank you for sharing that. That's really great. I think maybe I'm going to adopt an evening routine because I haven't really had much of one. I mean, with a lot of us have a morning routine of some kind, whether it's, you know, prayer or reading something or exercising or a combination of all of those. Uh, but evening routines are very, very important, too, because you have a chance to evaluate and reflect and wind down, which you just said. So I'm very, very thankful for that. So let me ask you this. Sometimes people have trouble saying yes to things, and other people have challenges saying no to things. How do you evaluate when it's good to say yes or no to something? Sure. I have a good friend that shared a philosophy or his formula with me, and his name's Brennan Burchard. He came up with this really cool, simple formula of saying, okay, I'm going to come up with a formula for my life that I run every single project, every single option, every single thing that anyone throws at me. I run it through this formula to see if it's something that's worth doing. And I would urge anyone who's listening in who likes this concept to come up with their own personal formula, your own formula that says, is this worth doing? Now, his formula is the terms, so the time it takes, the energy, the resources, the money – and the sanity, those have to be less than or equal to the, the ROI, so the physical money you get back, the personal development, the professional development, um, the, the network it helps you grow, and the lifestyle. So I said that really fast, but hopefully everyone got it. Yeah. And as you can tell, yeah. it's set up in a way that says, hey, I'm going to take all the things that it's going to – all the pieces I'm going to have to invest into this – and I'm going to weigh it against all the things that I think it has to be worth for me to even be interested in it. And he used that formula, and, and he shot down some really big opportunities because it doesn't fit the formula. He, he shares a yeah. specific example where someone offered him you know, a, a seven-figure check to come and work for them. And he looked at it, and he's like, wow, that'd be great. Seven figures, huh? That's huge. Most people would dream of that. And he's like, but let me plug it in my formula. And he says, how much time will it take? You know, how much energy, resources, money, sanity, all these things. And he's like, okay, what's the ROI? Well, that's seven figures. It's huge. You know, what's the personal growth? Not much. What's the professional growth? Not much. You know, I already know how to do these things. I already have this network. And he goes down the list and he's like, you know, what's the lifestyle like? And he's like, oh, you know, I'd have to move to a city I don't like. I'd have to work out of a, you know, office that I, I really am not that kind of guy. Man, it doesn't, it doesn't pay back what I needed to pay back. No, thank you. And most people would call him insane for saying no to something like that. But in his life, he's figured out this formula is his key to know when to say no and when to say yes. So I always tell people, figure out your formula. Take time to write down what are the most important factors you need to know to figure out if it's really worth it for you. And my experience thus far in coaching thousands of people, everyone kind of has their own unique blend of what that formula is for them. For me, lifestyle is a huge proponent of our formula. Because we love the flexibility to travel and do our business from anywhere on earth. That was one of our goals. I wanted to be able to run our whole business from a laptop and a cell phone anywhere on the planet. And we have that freedom now. And we've had to turn down some pretty cool opportunities because it takes that freedom away in order to do those opportunities. Yeah. Wow. That is really, really great. Yeah, I'm going to listen back to the show later and and pick some of this up again. I always listen to the show back when I'm done, and I always pick up things the second and third time that I didn't hear the first time. So I'm definitely going to rewind and listen to this part again. This is really great. So let me ask you, Jarek, why do you think we get stuck? I mean, I think 
one of the reasons I think is because we get in our own way. Does that make sense? Or what, why do you think we get stuck? Um, for most people, we get stuck just because we don't have a, a really enough, what I always call emotional rocket fuel. And if, if, if you don't have a clear vision of where you're going and you don't have enough fuel to get there, it, you get stuck. So it's like driving a car. <laughs> you know, if we start off in California and we say, hey, we're going somewhere and we start driving, it's like, well, why are we going there? No clue. Are we going to fill up along the way? I hope so. Yeah, that's going to be a pretty disastrous road trip. <laughs> and I'm, I'm guessing most people listening would never join me on that road trip. <laughs> right. Uh, but that's how a lot of people approach their life. It's like, where are you going? I don't know. Uh, why are you going there? No clue. Uh, how long are you going to keep going? Hmm, we'll find out. <laughs> it's like, well, I can guarantee that person's going to have a pretty tough road ahead of them. Now, it doesn't mean it's not going to be adventurous and full of variety and, and crazy lefts and right. Sure it is, because you have no clue what's happening. But you're living a life of total reaction. So my thought is get into a mode of action where you decide, hey, here's where I want to go. And for most people, that decision is a big step because they always ask the question, what if I choose the wrong thing? Well, here's what's crazy. Even if you choose the wrong thing and you get there and you don't like it, well, at least you know you don't like it now and you can choose to go somewhere else. But if you never choose anything, you're just going to kind of roam around. So first, make a decision of where you want to go. Second, figure out why you want to go there. Come up with a really deep, compelling purpose of why you're going to go after it. And what's interesting is most people will do more for others than they ever will for themselves. So if you can find a reason that has more you know, to do with more than just you and what you're going to get out of it, it'll compel you to keep going when most people quit. My favorite example of this is Team Hoyt, the father and son racing team who, um, you know, the son was born with the umbilical cord wrapped around his neck and, and was told he was going to be a vegetable his whole life. But mom and dad didn't believe it and they treated him just like all the other kids. And now they've done thousands of races where the father pushes, toes, and rides him in a bicycle, 110-pound son, through the entire race. They've even competed in Ironman competitions. And they're about 30 minutes wow. off the world record for the Boston Marathon. It's, it's amazing. And the father that will never crazy. be able to complete stuff like that without having the inspiration of the son involved where he's doing it for his son. So that thought of, you know, once you have a compelling vision, why do you want to do that? What's your compelling reason that's going to drive you through the pain and discomfort when it gets hard and difficult? Um, finally, have some way to measure and fine-tune. Have some way to check in and figure out if you're on track or not. You know, if you're going to drive from, again, San Diego to New York, you better have a way to figure out if you're going the right direction. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll end up in Canada, in Vancouver, and be like, oh, shoot, forgot to go right, huh? <laughs> yeah. Same thing in life. You need some way to track if you're going the right direction every day. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's really great advice. I mean, definitely, I, I love the thing that you said at first, uh, having enough emotional rocket fuel and, and how that leads into having a really strong, compelling why and having a way to measure things so that you can measure your progress. I mean, if there's evidence of progress, that just keeps you going even more. If you don't see evidence of the process or of the progress and you're not measuring it, you're going to stop. And I love what you just said. So let me ask you this. I mean, having goals and really going for it means that we have to have championship habits. And so let's talk about developing great habits that will last and that stick with us. How do you go about doing that? Um, the very first thing I would suggest is getting rid of the bad habits. 
<laughs> yes. Um, for most people, when you try to you know raise the revenue of a company or the profit of a company, the f- most people are like, well, do more sales. But if there's a hole in the boat and it's sinking, it's not just empty water out faster. It's like, hey, plug the hole. So the same thing. Um, the first thing you want to do is identify any really bad habits that keep you from going where you want to go and figure out how to replace those. Uh, Charles Duhigg writes a great book called The Power of Habit. And in that book, he talks about there's three main components of any habit. Number one, the cue or the trigger that sets it off. Number two, the actual habit or pattern someone goes through. And then number three, the reward they get. So if you took time to identify three or four negative habits you have in your life or business or whatever you're focused on and say, you know, what's the trigger? What sets me off into that routine or into that habit? Two, what is the actual routine I go through? And number three, what you know, external or intrinsic reward do I get from going through that pattern? Does it make me feel better? Does it make me feel less lonely? Does it make me feel worthy? What is it that I get from it? Now, once you identify that, really simple. Use the same exact trigger. Now, come up with a new habit or pattern to put in place of that old pattern and then give yourself the exact same reward. And this simple, simple, simple process, we created a worksheet on it, and we have a blog that we do weekly web or weekly uh, videos on, and we did this a few weeks ago, and I got a call from my grandma, who my little cousin's been staying with, and she says, hey, I just wanted to let you know, your video you put out each week on your blog, um, it got your little cousin to stop smoking. Nice. I, was like, I was like, really? That sounds, that sounds like a big deal. And so I called my little cousin, I'm like, hey, what happened? And she's like, well, I watched your thing, and I wrote down I wanted to stop smoking, I figured out my trigger that you know makes me feel nervous, and I normally go have a cigarette, and then I get to relax. And I, I came up with an option of just going for a jog around the block. So now what I do is I feel nervous, I get my running shoes on, I jog literally once around the block, I come back, I feel better, and I don't need a cigarette. Nice. I was like, wow, that's that's intense. <laughs> like <laughs> that's a habit that people take years to kick, and she did it sure. with a little worksheet. So it's that thought process nice. of you could, if you could, she could change that. You could change just about anything in my eyes, uh, for as far as my opinion is concerned. And so it's there that thought go. process. First, kick the bad habits. Then use the same concept to build in the new powerful habit. So find a trigger, do the routine, give yourself a reward. And when you use that three-part system, you can build just about any habit you want. That's great. And we are up against our final break. We will come right back shortly. This is Success Profiles Radio. I'm interviewing Jarek Robbins this week. Please stay with us as we take it home. Be right back. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. Objective. 
business and action plans. How important are they for me to manage? Whether you're an executive, entrepreneur, or maybe you're just someone looking to advance your career and want to be confidently prepared for your future, business and life coach Carmen Carosa can help you remove obstacles and move forward in the right direction. Carmen is known as the real world coach for a reason. His no-nonsense style along with an innate ability to form connections with people gives you a unique opportunity to see higher and further than ever before. We live and work in an ever-changing, complicated world that can leave us with questions about every decision we make. Join host Carmen Carosa, business and life coach, on Forward Motion. Every Monday at 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern, you will realize dreams and aspirations you thought were out of reach. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back for our final segment. This is Success Profiles Radio, and we're talking to Jarek Robbins this week. And so let me ask you, uh, Jarek, uh, the, the concept of failing. People don't like to fail. They're conditioned that it's bad. Tell us why that's maybe not necessarily the case. Oh, man. I would think nowadays from all the people you hear from about failing forward in life that people would start to think it's a good thing. <laughs> um, it, it certainly doesn't feel good in the moment. But when no. you can condition yourself that there's no such thing as failure, there's only feedback, it, it gives you the freedom to just go for it. And when you can train yourself to go from one failure to the next failure to the next failure without even blinking an eye, you'll have the ability to achieve just about anything you want in life. Now, for most people, even the thought of failure stops them from even trying things. And I, I don't know where it came from, but I have a friend that teases me because I, I seem to just go after things that are even beyond my reach sometimes. And a friend pulled me aside one time. He's like, listen, I've been your roommate. I've hung out with you. I've watched you over the years. He's like, you really remind me of someone like uh, Forrest Gump. And I... I remember looking at him strangely and being like, thanks, I think. I don't know if that's a compliment. I think he's awesome, <laughs> but I don't know yeah. how that goes. <laughs> he seems like a great guy. And he's like, no. Yeah. He's like, remember in the movie how someone's like, run for us? He's like, okay. And he just takes off, like doesn't even ask where, when, why, how, or anything. He just goes. And he's like, you're kind of right. like that on projects in life. Someone's like, you should try this. You're like, okay. And you just set it up and do it. And if it works great, if it doesn't know well. And I, I got into that motion, into that notion of just going for things. And it, if you act before you, the thought of fear kicks in, it's really amazing the results you'll achieve. So I, I've trained myself that whenever I come up with a really, really, really good idea that kind of makes me nervous, before the thought of what ifs kind of kick in, I just go for it. So if it's like, hey, I should start a business about this. I'm like, mm, okay. And I, I set it up and just make it happen. And if it works out, great. If it doesn't, oh well. But I've trained myself that immediately when that great thought shows up, do something crazy about it and watch what happens from there. And once you have momentum on your side, once you're kind of in motion, uh, it's easier to keep going than it is to stop. Yeah, that's awesome. That's wonderful. So let's talk about having a, a championship world-class mindset. I've had a few other guests who have talked about this. What does it really take to just have – just be able to shut it all out and go. I mean, what, what is a championship mindset for you? 
Well, a champion, a championship mindset comes down to number one, really believing what you're going after. It's even possible. And so charging through your own personal beliefs and saying, Hey, do I believe this is possible? Am I integrated as a person? Meaning does every single part of who I am believe it's possible and knows it's possible? Or are there parts of myself that were one part thinks it's possible and the other part thinks, you know, I'm a fraud or it'll never work out for me. And at that point, you got to do some parts integration where you have those two parts learn how to align and, and really get on the same page and agree with each other. And, and I know someone who's listening to this is like, what do you mean? you got split personalities or something? It's not that. It's just saying identifying that little tiny part of yourself and where it exists within you is different for different people, but the part of yourself that doesn't believe it's true for you and getting that part to agree that it is true and get it online and really in alignment with the other parts that wants this goal or wants to go after it. Now, once you've aligned those beliefs and you've aligned those different parts, the next piece really comes down to consistently feeding your mind positive and powerful things. And for most people, you know, the average, I think Nelson study shows they, most people are, watch about 8.1 hours of commercials each day. Um, wow. It's either 8.1 or 6.1. I forget which number it is, but it's a crazy amount of commercials. We're in front of a screen, whether it's a, an iPad, a GPS, a phone, a computer, the majority of our days nowadays, it's insane for the majority of people on this planet. So the crazy part is most people don't even keep track of what they're feeding their mind. Now, if you were to do that with your health, you could only imagine what would happen to your health. You know, If you don't keep track of what you're eating, you just eat everything that shows up. It's like, oh, hamburger, fries, this, that, this, that, this, that. Pretty soon you're going to be in some pretty bad shape. But what we don't realize is we do that mentally every single day. So the very first thing I have people do to get that positive championship mindset is – comb through and keep track of everything you feed your mind for a day and then rate it. Zero being non-useful, non-productive. If anything, it drags you down and backwards. Ten being extraordinary valuable information, something that pushes you forward, inspires you, and drives you to be more successful in what you want in life. And rate those things. Anything that you consistently feed your mind that falls below level eight, nine, or ten, find a way to cut out. That way you no longer allow that kind of mental fuel into your mind. Now at that point, once you're feeding your mind like clean, powerful fuel each day, now start to figure out how to replace those things you cut out with really powerful, positive things to inspire you and drive you forward even more. Yeah, that's fantastic. And boy, there's just so much stuff out there that's not even worth paying attention to and, and the media plays up all these things and and it, it, it's just crazy what people will feed on and no wonder that we have a society full of people who feel entitled and and who want to know who's wearing what and i don't care i would rather feed my mind you know listening to you know powerful audio tapes or listening to inspiring music or reading a really great personal development book i mean that's how i yep. feed myself uh, when I'm, you know, consciously doing that. So I really appreciate that you shared that. And I hope everyone listening, you know, took some really good notes about that because that's so incredible. It's so critical. You have to monitor, first of all, what you're putting into your mind, just like you have to monitor what you're putting into your body if you're conscious about your health. So let me ask you this, Jarek. Most people who, well, actually, I would argue that everybody who's extremely successful plans their day, plans their week. Is there a, a process that you take people through or recommendations that you take people through in order to make the best plans to have the most productive day or the most productive week? Um, it depends on the type of lifestyle they want to live. If you're someone who wants maximum productivity, meaning you want to maximize every minute of every hour of every day, 
then there's a very specific system to do so. But if you're someone on the flip side who's more artistic, creative, you'd rather like wake up when your eyes open and you know flow and effortlessly guide yourself and glide throughout the day. There's a whole different method to that. Um, so I'll, I'll start with the easier one, which is how to effortlessly move through your day. It's really simple. Night before, jot down everything you'd want to accomplish tomorrow. Put it in priority list of what do you think is most important. When you wake up, take out the list, work your way down the list. And if you get them all done, great. If you don't, oh well. But you've now allowed yourself to kind of flow through your day. Most people who are very artistic and creative love that process because it allows them each day to come up with a new list and then just kind of work their way through it. And if it gets done, great. If it doesn't, oh well. Now, on the other side, the type A personalities go, those people drive me crazy. (laughs) Now, the type A personalities, there is a specific formula. Start out with the big long-term end result vision, kind of like if you're going to run a marathon, crossing the finish line. What is that long-term big goal, 5, 10, 20 years out for you? Work backwards. Now say, if if that's my 20-year goal, what's the half-point waypoint on the marathon? Meaning the half-marathon would be my 10-year goal. What's half of that? You know, six miles in, that's my five-year goal. Now work backwards. And when you do this, focus on the most important areas of your life. Your health, your emotions, your relationship, your family, your professional life, um, your, your spiritual life, your finances, these kind of areas. And in each main category, write down specifically what would happen at each range of time. So 20 years from now, what would your health and energy look like? 10 years from now, what would it look like? Five years from now, what would it look like? One year from now, what would it look like? This year, you know, what are you going to do in the next six months? What are you going to do this month? Now, the reason you do this backwards is because now you know what every single task is going to add up to in the long, you know, big picture of your life in the long run. So with that, now take that big vision and each night plan out your next day. Organize everything that's going to happen. Chunk it into time chunks. If you use some type of digital calendar, color code it for yourself so you know what tasks and projects you're focused on and what categories of your life. And then each day, go work your plan and really look for how to improve it each day. So as you get done with each day, comb back through and say, hey, what went well today? What did I crush? You know, what did I learn about today? What, what things need to be adjusted? And finally, what could have been better today? And now how do I go about improving that for tomorrow? And if you follow that formula, it takes a lot more planning, but if you follow it, you will maximize every hour of every day. The other couple tips, um, be single focused. Focus on one task at a time, which will allow you to absolutely maximize that task and get rid of switch tasking. It gets rid of um, you know any lost time or moments there. Yeah. I like the, the part where you said assess what didn't go right or assess what you could have done better the next time. That's so important because if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, how, how do you expect things to turn out differently? So I do appreciate you sharing that. We've got about three minutes to the end. Let me ask you this. Who inspires and motivates you? Everyone. Um, and I, I, I don't see that lightly. Literally, every single human being in my eyes is, inspires me either as an example of how to live life or inspires me as a warning of how not to live life. And, you know, I look around every single day and I I say, based on who I want to become, based on how I want to live my life, based on where I want to go and what I want to experience, is this person standing in front of me right now being an example of how I can get there or a warning of what not to do because what they're doing will never take me there. 
And so I look to every single person I cross paths with every single day, whether it's a homeless man or a billionaire or a CEO or a startup entrepreneur, every person I look for, you know, what can I learn from this person either on what to do or what not to do. That's fantastic. So how can we find more information about you, join your tribe, get your book, resources you have? How can we find you, Jarek? Um, simple. Visit JarekRobbins.com, uh, J-A-I-R-E-K-R-O-B-B-I-N-S.com. Um, it has the ability to join our newsletter, grab a free gift on how to design your absolute ideal day. Uh, if you want our book, go to liveitbook.com. has uh, endorsements from Deepak Chopra, Brian Tracy, Stuart Allison, all kinds of great people telling you how awesome it is. So you grab a copy there with a bunch of free gifts as well. Um, and then join us on our weekly uh, uh, sh- uh, YouTube show at jrctv.com. And I did watch some of your videos on your Twitter page. If you want to follow Jarek on Twitter, it's at Jarek Robbins. So there we go. Uh, my last question, what are your big goals going forward? Oh, man. Um, after six years of running our own coaching practice, we've decided we want to grow our ability to reach more people. So this year we're going to roll out our very first performance coaching certification training and teach other people how to do what we've been doing for the last six years. Um, and then we're going to roll out a whole series of how to run the business of it, how to do the marketing of it, how to do the sales of it, so that they can not only have the certification of how to do the coaching, but they can be very successful as on, on the business side as well. That's wonderful. My guest this week has been Jarek Robbins. We are at the end of the show. I cannot believe how quickly this went. Uh, thank you so much, Jarek, for being here with us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. And this is Success Profiles Radio. We are here every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern for an hour of Uh, inspiration, education, and fun, and we talk to some of the most uh, inspiring and successful people in the world to find out what they did, how they did it, and what we can learn from that journey. You can also listen at successprofilesradio.com anytime. You can also download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes for free anytime you like. Have a great week, everyone. Until next week, take care. Goodbye. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply.